Podcast listeners, thank you so much for tuning in to the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. On this episode, I sat down with Brittany Mitchell, the founder of Heart and Soul Consulting, which provides athletes, coaches, and performers with mental skills to enhance performance and overcome mental barriers. We talk about how she got into the sports psychology field and the growth and future of mental health. I hope you enjoy it. All right, cool. We are back with another episode of the Lead Up Leadership Podcast. I have a special guest with me, uh, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Brittany Mitchell. Yes. Uh, can you introduce yourself, who you are, a little bit about your background? Sure, sure. Um, so I was born and raised in San Diego, California. I always start there because I think it's no, the same. best city. In, yes, best <laughs> city in America. And um, so, yeah, born and raised there. Um Spent some time, basically growing up, I, I was an athlete, mm-hmm. um, and it's kind of weird when I talk about my upbringing, it's all I can think about, really. Sports. Sports. Yeah. Basketball, um, since I was five, I played year-round competitively. and Since five? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah, and so um, that was all I ever did, really, yeah. you know, besides going to school, and um, yeah, school and basketball was my thing. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my background there. I have a twin brother. That was definitely a big part of my yeah. background. I was just growing up with him. Yeah. I have a Who's sister. the older one? My brother's older. By how much? By a minute. Oh, uh, I'm the younger one by two. You're a twin? Paternal, yeah. Okay, how did you not tell me this? Yeah, I mean, you know. Was... That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. By two? Okay. Two minutes, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Where, where is he? he He's in the army now. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dope. Yep. Okay. Awesome. Cool. Um, so, anywho, so I have a sister as well, and then my parents um, are still married. That's um, awesome. Yep, yep. Um, I'm black and white. Mm-hmm. For anybody who's, who's yeah. curious, <laughs> and um, so anywho, so that was that, and then I went to college in LA, mm-hmm. Whittier College. Um, went to grad school in at Fullerton, Cal State Fullerton. Nice. And I'm still in school currently. Oh, dope. Business but, that I run, um, and we'll probably get into that. But it's mm-hmm. basically sport and, and performance psychology. I work with clients, uh, mainly mainly athletes, um, mm-hmm. but other professionals as well, um, on just human performance and yeah. how to optimize that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Before we jump into kind of all that, the, your yep. business and how you even got into that yep. field. Uh, I want to go back to the sports thing because, you know, for me, uh, my background was not, was sports was just kind of like an extracurricular. It was okay. never like year round or like the travel teams or like, mm-hmm. you know, it's really just for fun and doing something, right. you know, being in a team sport with other people. Mm-hmm. So what was that experience like? And first, like, was that something that was that you wanted or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. was that something that your parents kind of like felt that was the best thing? And mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, uh, so 100% it was it was my okay. my choice. I mean, my dad threw me and my brother into basketball when we were five, um, but we we genuinely enjoyed it. Yeah. Um, so we both were involved in that. But um, I mean, it, it was it, looking back, right? And now being a professional in this field and working with with youth athletes who compete at an elite level, it, it definitely can be mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. And intense and. Um, you know, burnout yeah. levels are high, and that actually is what occurred, what happened to me uh-huh. um, towards the end of my career. I, I burnt out, um, and so I retired, yeah. you know. But, <laughs> Hung but, up um, the jersey. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, but, I mean, overall, there's pros and cons. It was a great experience. I learned a lot right yeah. through that. I also, you know, um, found Christ through through a teammate, right? Mm-hmm. So, there, there, you know what I mean? Yeah. It was a great experience. Um, I was able to really build my own identity to yeah. a certain degree too. Yeah. Growing up, I was a really reserved and shy kid. Yeah. And so basketball uh, gave me, gave me a, a, you know, the confidence, right? Yeah. And a strong sense of, of, of worth um, 
that got a little little twisted towards the end. Yeah. But but God stepped in and set that straight for me. Yeah. But but yeah, so it was it was a good experience for me for yeah. sure. It's it's what I do partly now. Still. Yeah. What was the highest level that you got to within basketball? Yeah. So I I did so right before I retired, it was right before college, mm-hmm. and so I had an opportunity to play um, at the college level, kind of at the D two uh, level, D three, mm-hmm. um, but. Decided not to. Yeah. Um, because it was just that it was a it was the lowest moment I've ever been in my yeah. career. The pressure was really high. Yeah. Right. when you start at five, right, and you're competing and and practicing and training. Yeah. Like that. That's all that matters to you is yeah. that moment. Yeah. Right. And so I think a lot of athletes, because it's such a long period of working towards that, when you yeah. finally get there, it's like you you start panicking. Yeah. Right. And if you don't have the right uh, support and the resources available yeah. to you to manage that, the stress levels and, and all that kind of stuff, yeah. then, then I think you easily can crumble underneath that pressure. Yeah. And, and so that's what happened to me. And, yeah. and um, you know, I learned a lot from it. Yeah. But still played intramurals in college. Right. For sure. For fun. I mean, it's crazy because like even in the last, I mean, you probably already know this, in the last couple of years, not only has the competition and like um, the like AAU and mm-hmm. and just like people like really you know traveling all the time, yeah. but also now this other side of like um, there's a focus of um, depression, anxiety, yeah. uh-huh. and uh-huh. mental health. Right. You know, right? So right. Um, I was listening to a couple podcasts. Well, one yesterday with uh, Kevin Love. Okay. When he was yeah. you know when he opened up about right. the letter and he had the panic attack and mm-hmm. and that kind of opened up like a bigger kind of like okay. this is happening to a lot of people. Yes. Right. And so what. Kind of what I'm getting at is that how does it that you got into the sports psychology realm? What have you been learning? And why is it so important nowadays when it comes to mental health and uh, leading to your business? Yeah. I mean, like like I mentioned before, I, me personally, I, I went through the low moments, right, of not having the support. A lot of athletes have a lot of support physically, right? They have strength and conditioning coaches. They have athletic trainers. They have even, you know, like um, nutrition Right, dietitians wow. and um, you know the coaching staff is stacked. Yeah. Right, with how can we maximize this individual's physical skill set? Yeah, um, which is great, right? Um, but a lot of times they don't have the mental performance piece. They don't have yeah. whether it be someone from the clinical background, right, yeah. a sports psychologist, right, who specializes in the athlete population, yeah. or like myself, who's a consultant, still trained and educated, mm-hmm. um, but more so just mental performance. Yeah, and so they they lack that. They don't have that. And so, and can that, you explain real quick yeah. what is mental performance? How do you define that? Mm-hmm. Right. So, sports psychology is all about kind of the psychological factors that go into performance, right? And so, what I do as a consultant is I teach clients and athletes mental skills. We call them mental okay. skills to be able to overcome certain barriers or, mm-hmm. or hurdles they might have. So, yeah. for example, right, if I have a client who's struggling with confidence, mm-hmm. focus, managing emotions. Um, just anxiety before games, right? Yeah. Pre-game jitters, maybe yeah. uh, team dynamics that are getting kind of uh, uncomfortable for them, mm-hmm. right? I'll step in and I'll assess what their needs are, their goals are, and I'll and I'll share. So, for example, mindfulness, if you're mm-hmm. familiar. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Right. So meditation. So mm-hmm. I'll teach them that skill, mm-hmm. right? So we'll incorporate that into their pre-game routine. Visualization is a huge, powerful tool that tool that can be used. Mental rehearsal. Yeah. Um, you know, self-talk, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we're talking about that in the church now yeah. these days, right? How powerful that can be. For sure. Um, so teaching them how to rewire their thinking and their thought patterns um, is, is basically what I do. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, it makes okay. perfect sense. I uh, mean, I saw when I was in the Bay Area for the, for the holidays, I saw this big billboard of LeBron James yes. for the Calm app. Yep. Are you feeling, yep. I'm pretty sure you are. It's a mindfulness app, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, 
wow, like this thing is getting more attention. More people are kind of like, mm-hmm. you know, when it comes to like, you know, load management, that's a whole different discussion, right? right. But but there's more talks about it, mm-hmm. right? We, even mm-hmm. like from football to other sports about like this pressure um, uh-huh. and this anxiety that players, right, professional athletes, mm-hmm. they're getting paid millions of dollars to perform at a high level. But, on, you know, behind closed doors, they're like really going through it. Right, right. And what I want to mention, too, is that with sports psychology, um, I think there's two sides of it. Okay. Right? So there's, there's a side of it where um, we want to step in and try to fix certain problems or issues yeah. that an athlete might have, whether yeah. it be you know anxiety, depression that we're talking about. But on the flip side, too, which doesn't get enough attention, mm-hmm. is more a proactive approach where there might not necessarily be any issues, major issues at play, right? But we're looking at how can we maximize what you already have, okay. right? And so I think um, we think about players like LeBron James, right? Obviously, you know, I'm sure he's not perfect, right? And yeah. He goes through his own struggles. Right. But Some like, people think otherwise. No, sure, whatever, <laughs> right? Whatever the opinions yeah, right. are. But even, you know, Kobe Bryant or Michael Jordan, right? Right. these are athletes who are at the top of their game, but For yet sure. still seek out services like this. Yeah. Because it's like professional and elite individuals and athletes, like they just want to, they want the edge, right? Yeah. They want the, the mental edge, the competitive edge, and they want yeah. to do whatever it takes to get that. Mm-hmm. And that's what also sports psychology can provide. Yeah. Um, but along with that talking about mental mental health and such it also can become because what we're doing we're trying to build resilience yeah right so if and when an athlete goes through you know an nba season mm-hmm. and they're encounter or even ncaa or even youth athletes they yeah. go through challenges that are very com- common mm-hmm. um you know as they learn these skills they're building resilience so when they face that hurdle when they face that challenge mm-hmm. they're less likely to break down yeah. does that make sense yep. um and so this work is also done with army with, with the army and, mm-hmm. and uh, with the military with soldiers as well mm. um and so it's the same idea right yeah. can we uh, lower the chances of these um soldiers coming back home with you know ptsd depression different things like that if we can build their resilience give them the tools so that mm-hmm. they they can better cope yeah but i guess that's what i'm trying to say gotcha. so they can better cope gotcha talk to me more about what led you to start your own business mm-hmm. um being a consultant um and talk about the things that you're providing for your clients and uh kind of the ultimate vision that you're trying to see for this mm-hmm. so 2016 I started and it was actually heart and soul athletics because at that point I was coaching a basketball team and I wanted to start some skills training I okay. just want to be a skills trainer yeah like everybody else and so um you know that, that was I was in grad school too so I was just kind of testing it out but it was an idea that, that God put on my heart to just run with Mm-hmm. And so I ran with it, and as I finished uh, my grad program in sports psychology, I transferred mm-hmm. it over to just mental training. Yeah. Um, and so that's what I've been doing since. So that that was the original vision. As far as moving forward, what, what I want to do, so like I mentioned earlier, I'm still in school, and I'm getting another master's in marriage and family therapy. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and so... So the idea is I'm going to merge that over, right, with what I'm already doing on Mm -hmm. the performance side so I'm better equipped to handle, as we're talking about, Mm -hmm. clinical issues that come about because they come about a lot more often than people realize. And so with that training, um, I'll be able to have, uh, you know, my private practice. I would like to have actually my own facility. Nice. um, And basically provide... Uh, be, be a space for teams and athletes to come and train, right? Mm-hmm. So the physical side will have trainers in there yeah. and basically all sports medicine staff and then provide mental training services under myself, but then also provide counseling services yeah. for athletes, but also any anybody, yeah. Yeah. right? Uh, couples, families, kids. Um, so that's the ultimate, ultimate uh, vision yeah, with that. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it's your clients or just things that you're seeing through observations, what are some of the common issues that keep coming up uh, whether it's from athletes or different clients that you've seen? Yeah. 
Uh, I would say probably the two two main ones is, is confidence, just lack of it. Mm. Okay, um, with youth, it's yeah. issues with parents, yeah, being over the top. I see pressure. Yeah. Okay, and then it's anxiety, anxiety that can't be managed. Mm. Um, and so you know, with confidence, a lot of it is is identity. Okay. And mm. athletes putting their identity in what they can do in yeah. in wins and losses, yeah. and good performances, bad performances, good plays, bad plays, mistakes, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. And so when they rest in just that, it's it's always gonna be a roller coaster. Yeah. It's always gonna be a roller coaster. Yeah. And so trying to help them find um, to be able to focus more on things that they can control that's mm-hmm. not so unstable. Right. Right. Um, with anxiety, you know, it, it's like fear of failure yeah. and things like that. With parents, it's parents not not really understanding how to communicate with their child and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, expectations that they're putting on their kid. Mm-hmm. A lot of times the kid doesn't know how to have that conversation yeah. with the parent. Like, hey, like, when we're on our way to a game, I don't need you down my back. Mm-hmm. Like, telling me, you know, I need to be doing this, doing that. Like, yeah. I'm already having my own talk yeah. with myself. Right. right? Or post-game, especially, like, the yeah. car ride home. Mm. may or may not be the time for you to do a full-on review yeah, on right. how, how your kid did, right? Because, yeah. again, they're going through their own process. Yeah. Um, and so those are those are main things, and um, I see it in the at the youth level but also at the college level yeah. um, for sure. Yeah. What do you believe is, like, the future of this field or this industry? Because, again, like I said, you know, more and more, whether it's through different mindfulness apps or just, like, I just see a lot more, right, just more talk and discussion around mindfulness. I see even going back into the schools, right? Mm-hmm. Different yes. like different programs Seriously. where, where yeah. people instead of or instead of setting students to detention, they're making them, you know, do some yoga or yeah. Yeah. you know, thirty minutes of that. So cool. um which is cool to see. Mm-hmm. But I'm just curious, you know, you know, how big will this get or, you know, where do you see yeah, where do you see it going in the next few years? I mean, my my I believe and I and I hope that we'll see more and more of it because um, we're seeing it like, for example, the NBA, right? Mm-hmm. Have putting a new rule that um, each team has to have like a mental health clinician on oh, staff is that, okay. mm-hmm, wow. or on retainer, right? Yeah. So we're, we're moving in that direction that at the NCAA level, for, there's there's been like sports psychologists and gotcha. consultants on staff, but I think that's that's growing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say at the youth level that that – that's what I'm passionate about for myself, especially in, in the city of Sacramento, for, for me to make a mark in, in the youth sport. Because yeah. I think, well, you see you see a trickle-up effect, right? Yeah. How we're training kids in the youth level is what we're, we're seeing issues as they get older. Yeah. Because they were never taught how to manage emotions or how right. to manage their anxiety. Right. Um, and so that's I think that's where, where the field's going. Also, like I said, we're, like what you're saying with mm-hmm. um, apps and things like that, uh, ways to make this stuff more accessible Yeah. is what... I'm passionate about doing, yeah, and what what we're seeing happen of just normalizing this stuff. That yeah, this does not mean that you're crazy or right. or whatever people yeah. might think out there. This is us being smart, uh huh, and making sure we're better equipped to handle uh, what we're doing out there. Yeah, yeah. Knowing what you know now, um, what advice would you give to your younger self? You know, that five year old, or you know, as you kind of matured along the way, what advice would you give knowing what you know now? I would say going back to the identity piece, yeah, because <laughs> that's what that's what burnt me out. Yeah, is the identity piece that my like I said earlier, I think basketball really launched my my confidence and self esteem. Mm-hmm. But I think 
for me personally and, and for those out there as well, sometimes we can grab too, too, we can cling to it too much yeah. where where we do have a, um, a performance-based self-esteem. Mm. And that bleeds into other areas, right? Yeah. As an athlete, it's there, but then all of a sudden it shows up in the classroom yeah. and with grades. It yeah. shows up in our relationships, mm -hmm. right? Where all of a sudden who, who we are is just based on how well we can perform yeah. or what we can produce. Yeah. Um, and so that was my issue back then. And so I would say to my younger self that, um, don't put your identity in what you can do, mm -hmm. right? Put your identity in God and who he says you are. Yeah. Um, and then if I can put another one in there. Yeah, please. I yeah. would say um, that, you know, that God always writes a better story mm. than, than we can. Yeah. Right? So when we encounter, you know, forks in the road or, mm -hmm. or hard decisions or things that we, um, you know, regret or whatever it might be, might be yeah. um, that that God works it all together for our good, yeah. right? For those who love Him and are called according to His purpose or His plan, and so that's something that I that I that yeah. I learned, and I wish I I knew when I was younger. Yeah, circling back to you know the growth of this industry, but yeah. ha have you faced any pushback or just like people like why are you talking about this? Like focus on just like the skills or just like why is this even necessary? Um, have you faced any of that or kind of? Yeah, for sure. I mean, and, and I think that is the biggest barrier with this stuff. And I, I appreciate see. you understanding this yeah. because, um, like I said, people think it's it's like, you know, I, I don't need that. Yeah. Right. Would that be a, an individual client? Um, you know, I don't need that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm not. Because they think it's like a weak minded type of thing. Right. If yeah. I have to meet with Brittany or anybody yeah. in this field, that means that I'm weak minded. Yeah. Um, but I like to say that, that it just means you're elite minded. Right. right. So being an elite athlete doesn't mean that you're and like that you don't have flaws yeah. or weaknesses. It just yeah. means that you're willing to confront those and yeah. do something about it to maximize what you have and yeah. to get an edge over your competition. Mm -hmm. um, and so for sure, for sure. And then like, yeah, just the whole mental health thing. Just it, I think it's a stigma. Yeah, you know, with mental health, and then it bleeds into performance psychology as well. Yeah, um, but it but it's all false. There's a lot of myths about it. Yeah, do you mm -hmm. see that equally for like both like men and women? Uh, I I say the men because you know I am a man, mm -hmm. and you know we've been known to have a lot of pride, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know if you've experienced where it's like equally the same, or more so guys are just like, nah, that's not for me. I would say more so the guys. Okay. For sure. Yeah. It, it is more so the guys of just like, nah, I don't need that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I think with the females, it's more of a shy thing, I think, or uh -huh. more of a hesitation of like, uh, there's a curiosity about it, but there's kind of a, they still hesitate okay. to kind of dive into yeah. it. Um, but I would say, you know, with, with guys, it is more of like a, I almost have to convince, yeah. convince them yeah. that this is something that you would benefit from. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gotcha. Um, with this new year right 2020 do you have any goals or just kind of like what are you hoping to accomplish this year and the next few years as you continue to build uh, your business all the mm -hmm. things you know I know you're back in school so that's probably a, a big chunk of what you got to get done but mm -hmm. are the things that you're trying to accomplish within this year the next few years um yeah I would say in regards to my business um just continuing to to elevate it uh each year but Obviously, finishing this this degree yeah. um, is going to help me a lot personally, but also with the business. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, there's just a number of projects that I that I have on my mind. Yeah. This this year for the business, um, you know, looking to write a, a book with one of my colleagues. Yeah. I'm also oh, nice. a workbook. Um, That's awesome. Kind of again making this stuff more accessible. Yeah. Um, you know, with the mental minute EP that I have going to be that's right yeah hopefully working yeah. Uh, either you know getting into the brainstorming piece or actually yeah. starting it but a volume two of that um you know just trying to to get content out i guess would probably for be, sure. be the goal for yeah. sure gotcha yeah. um as we kind of wrap up um 
since you have so much on your plate mm-hmm. and you give a lot, like, how do you balance all that? Like, how can you, you know, <laughs> as you're consulting yourself, right? Like, how do you do all that? Like, you're going to school, you have your own business, you have, you work still too, right? At, mm-hmm. on, mm-hmm. at school, right? So mm-hmm. how do you manage all that? And married, right? Mm-hmm. All that mm-hmm. stuff. So mm-hmm. Yeah, um, <laughs> I think that's the biggest question you could probably ask me. And I feel like, um, you know, thinking about, you know, 2020, new year, right? Yeah. You know, last year, my word for the year was rest. Yeah. Because that was it mm. right there. The balance piece. Yeah. And hell, I mean, we could talk about whether balance is even a thing, right? Right. Um, but right. Uh, last year, it was just really rough for me to be able to, to juggle all these different things mm-hmm. and staying in community, staying connected, staying connected to God and uh, just being my best self. And yeah. I was struggling with that. And towards the end of 2019, I really started to feel that that mm. sense of real rest. And it was because I was just I was more intentional about making um, slowing down. Yeah. Okay, slowing down <laughs> uh, and and doing away with the hurry and the hustle mindset. Yeah. Mm. And it's it's been rough for me because as a as a businesswoman, you know, and you're you're doing your thing, you it's like you feel like you have to hustle. Right. If you don't, I mean, what are you doing? Right, right. You're you're, you're you're behind. Right, right. And and you're not maximizing again. My own feeling, right. maximizing your potential. It's yeah. like <laughs> at the end of the day, though, if you're killing yourself in the process, you're yeah. not going anywhere. Yeah. And that's what I was doing to myself. And so, for me, what I've really been diving into lately is just you know really core principles and values of yeah. silence and solitude connected to you know whether it be meditation reading the word prayer yeah silence yeah okay how often do we sit in silence during the day during yeah. the week Man. uh <laughs> things like that right simplicity mm-hmm. uh, of mind right and also in living yeah okay uh sabbath or just generally just a day yeah. right of just rest. during the week yeah. of resting and then social media yeah big one for me yeah i said that you had you had kind of paused on that for a while right uh yes yeah yeah, I took about six weeks um, to, uh, it wasn't a complete turn off, but, yeah. it, but it was just dialing back on yeah. the hours yeah. of usage um, and just being intentional and not having accountability to that. And it, it honestly, it just, it changed everything for me. Nice. It changed everything for me. That's awesome. Right? Of just like, what do we do with that empty time? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And the anxiety that's yeah. within that. So it's just a weird experience. Sure. I, I highly suggest everybody out there to try it. Yeah. Um, just to see how you respond to it. And yeah. it really dives deep into what you may need to be working on. Yeah. But anywho, so those are just a few things that I've been practicing and being more in my word and, um, uh, man, just what you're consuming on a daily really yeah. affects your mindset for right. sure and, and that sense of peace you're reaching for. Yeah. If people want to kind of support you, follow your journey, kind of maybe listen to this EP and just mm-hmm. follow the growth, mm-hmm. uh, where can they do that? Okay, so Instagram at Heart and Soul Consulting. For sure is my business uh, Instagram. Also at the Mental Minute on Instagram is where you'll find the Mental Minute, the EP information and how to stream that. And you can contact me and chat if you're interested in more details on what I do. That's awesome. Well, I appreciate you again making some time. I'm excited to see what happens this year and beyond with your business. Yes, thank you so much. No problem. Appreciate it.